0: Hey guys, it's Krista Tharp, and welcome to Unapologetically Krista. The bra is off, and so is the filter, so let's get real. <laughs> oh,
1: my bra's on, so.
0: Well, you know, mine is off, so. <laughs> Today, I am really excited to have uh, two very important women with me. One is my mom, Marianne Livovich. Say hi, mom. Hello there. And the other is my mini-me, my daughter, Julia. Say hi. Hello. And today we are going to be talking about three generations of us in the same family of what we think about feminism, what it means to us, how it has changed over the years and things that we think about um, how the women's movement has changed and because it's really um, a big topic right now. So I thought it'd be very interesting to hear um, three generations, my mom's a baby boomer, I am a Gen X and Julia is a Gen Z and everybody else can research those if they want. <laughs> <laughs> so we are all different generations. Um, we are approximately 20 years apart, and we won't go into our, our, our um, ages, Julia, for you. I know it's embarrassing, <clears throat> So first, um, I wanna, Mom, I'm gonna have you go ahead and introduce yourself just a little bit. Anything that you think is really important for uh, people to know about you?
2: Okay, well I am not afraid of my age. I am a young (laughs) 69. Uh, Just yesterday. (laughs) Yes, Uh, been married for 48 years. I have four children, 15 grandchildren. Um, Did go to college and had my, uh, or got my master's, uh, bachelor's and master's degree in business education. I've been working since college uh, and all throughout uh, raising the kids. Uh, now I'm semi-retired and uh, have a home business.
0: Yeah, semi-retired <laughs> is not retired. We have found that that people that are retired, or at least in our family, aren't retired. They're more busy right. than what they were before, so
2: <laughs> yes. Keeps, keeps us out of trouble.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll remember that lately, <laughs> I'll remember that. Um, <laughs> Most people know me, they know I have 10 kids, um, married for um, 24 years. And this year, December 22nd, it'll be our 30th anniversary from our first date. Can you believe that? 30 years, that makes Can't me really, that. really old. Um, and uh, own my own business, um, couple of them actually. And uh, yeah, so that's me. So Julia, you're next. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, I'm Julia. So I'm her mini me. Um, I am 20 years old. So I am actually a college student at Ball State University studying sociology and public relations with a minor in theater. Um, I am one of Krista's kids. So I'm (laughs) number four in line. So I've got three older brothers and then five younger siblings. So no six younger siblings. So that's always fun. And that's always chaotic. But uh, yeah, right now I'm at Ball State. She is
0: the oldest girl and turning 21 next month. So send free booze.
1: (laughs) Pretty please. Yeah,
0: there you go. Okay. So what I want to talk with uh, or start with is um, the actual definition of feminism. And we have talked about this before. I think it's really interesting to see how it's developed um, throughout the year. So mom, what did feminism mean to you? Because you were actually, uh, college age, when this started, it started, and I've been doing research, the big feminism, feminism move, m- movement was in 1971. I was born in 73. So, um, yeah, so how does that, how did it work for you? How did you see it?
2: Excuse me. Um, well, back in, as I was growing up, I didn't see feminism as an issue. Nobody, really use that word it was more be feminine um, it was more of a characteristic of how you uh, acted how you dressed um, being feminine meant that you were uh, uh, more demure you uh, spoke uh, intelligently but uh, didn't conf- uh, didn't confront people didn't you um, used bad words, you dressed uh, nicely, um, you were acting like a lady. I mean, feminine and lady kind of went hand in hand. Um, I liked it. I wanted to be feminine. I uh, liked dressing up and, and looking nice and, um, you know, until, until the um, 70s, um, I didn't really think about being anything other than what I was, you know, that the, it, it was nice to be feminine. It was nice to be different than a guy. Um, and, you know, when the feminism movement started, um, I didn't like it. I just, I thought the, the women were rude and crude and, and <laughs> um, you know, I always planned on working, but I didn't see that as being anything other than, you know, a career goal and didn't affect my feminism at all. And that's really
0: interesting because you never felt like a victim, right? No, never. Okay. And you, did you ever feel in your, um, in your life or growing up any, at any point oppressed? no. Okay. Now, I want to make sure that everyone knows this is not an anti-feminism thing. (laughs) It's just, this is, it's it's interesting to get our views on that. So, when I was born in 73, obviously, I had several years to, you know, play, and, but what I do vaguely remember was almost, feminism was almost, no, it was a bad word to me. I mean, I thought, I thought it it meant Um, Mm man-hating, and no, remember, I was young, and so it would have been more in the early '80s when I was kind of hearing more about Gloria Steinem and Betty Friedan and all these people that the mother of the movement, who who wrote the the Female mystique. mystique. Um and I didn't understand fully what was going on. I just when I heard the word feminism, it meant to me. Men, not liking men, not wanting to be around men, um, men, you know, are, are keeping me down. So I kind of, whenever, even though I felt equal rights, of course I feel equal rights. I should be, and you know, I was young, so now I can speak more to, yes, I need to, we need to break the glass ceiling. It's still there. Things that we're still talking about today, which is frustrating, <clears throat> excuse me, frustrating and not getting paid the same amount of money and all that stuff, sexual harassment, things like that. Um, but back then it was just kind of a feeling that I had. And I was afraid that if I use the word, I'm a feminist, that people would see me as some kind of man, anti-man, man bashing woman. Um, and then of course it, it developed throughout the years because I, I can tell you, I have never felt like a victim. I've never felt, and I'm not saying every woman has. Um, I have not felt oppressed Um, There have been times where I I have felt like there have been men that have looked at me like, oh, you're just this little girl that plans plans parties. But I don't consider that sexism. For me, that's something I just need to get over and just be like, "No, you know, I can run circles around you. But so that's the way I thought of it. It's different now. I feel a little different now um, because the movement has changed and I laughed inside when you were talking about feminism because that's like as far away from what I am. <laughs> yes, you hear my mom laughing. I'm not very feminine. I can be, and I enjoy it when I get to dress up and wear heels and you know, that kind of stuff. But I, I am more um, crass as you have said before. I just, that's the way I am. I never I, use that word. You have used that word with me, yeah, she uses it, Julia's like, I use it, so, but I, but I, that's the way I choose to, to to relate to the world being open, and being, and so I use those terminologies, so, but that's me, but that's, I'm okay with that, too, so, um, Julia, now that you're, I mean, in this whole new, it almost feels like this new resurgence of feminism in a different way, what does it mean to you?
1: So, Uh, Feminism, kind of like what you were saying, like there is like that tint that it's kind of like hating men. And I think I grew up thinking that as well. And I've had plenty of friends who have like openly said that they're feminists all throughout high school. Um, And I was just kind of in awe that they could openly say it, because while I did like want to be a feminist, um, at the same time, it had such a negative connotation that I never said like, oh, I'm a feminist. Um, Just because that word is so loaded at this point, but um, today it's definitely getting a lot more traction. Um, It kind of had a lull during probably your generation mom, Um, but it's gaining traction and being on a college campus um, where in my mind, like any social movement on a college campus is like amplified by 10. Because you have all these new minds who are like just branching out into the new world. And so they're all exploring different aspects. And so any, anything that they think that they can change, which we can, um, but anything that we think we can change and should change, we're going to try to change. And so like feminism on a college campus is pretty big. Um, so you'll see like laptop stickers that say like, I'm a feminist or something like that. Um, all over the place, and there are actual clubs about feminism, there are meetings, there's so much stuff that you can do with feminism on a college campus, which is really unique to a college campus. Um, So I'm definitely getting a new perspective as far as feminism goes. Kind of like you were saying about being oppressed, I don't think I've ever felt oppressed just because I was a woman. Um, There have been some instances where I've had a teacher or professor assume that I couldn't do something because I was a girl and like openly say that that's why I showed them wrong, but. um, Of course you did. (laughs) But they had that mindset, uh, which is why feminism exists. It's to correct that mindset as opposed to like hating men. We just, people just want to change how women are viewed and how women are received within society.
0: Yes, and I would agree with that because that's now where I'm at. Because we as women, I mean, really, it was just 100 years ago when we got the right to vote. Mm-hmm. And women died to do that for us, you know, for, to, to get that right. And I want, you know, I want you girls to understand that, you women, my girls, to understand that um, and where our history has come from. And, you know, back in the 70s, we're watching this great show. Mom, did you start watching it last night? I did. We made it through a couple of episodes. Did you? Yeah. So you like it? okay okay so it's called mrs america and my mom's dying on the on the sorry so um but it's called mrs america bbc actually did it it's on hulu it has kate blanchett and it's excellent it is uh it's the history of the era the equal rights amendment and how both sides the feminist and the homemakers, really, is, you know, we're fighting this. Um, Very interesting history that I did not know. I think every woman should watch it because it's so well done. I think it's balanced. You see both sides. Um, Where I'm at now is it's, it's hard to believe that some of the stuff happened back then because my daughter, Ava, who is 12, is... Watching the show last night with us, and Chad was in the room, and so I had to point out. I was pointing out, "Do you see how he's touching her?" And she's like, "Yeah, that's not cool. She's twelve, and she knows mm-hmm. that, you know." Um, and then uh, at the end, she asked us the question of saying, "So, mom, are they saying that women that aren't married are not women?" And I said, "Yeah, some were. They, they it was like that was the big thing when you got the MRS de- degree." And so, but what you find during that show is that, um, you know, you find out that women could not get a credit card unless their husband signed for that, um, you know, and in fact, this is still an issue and this is a reproductive rights issue, but um, women cannot have their tubes tied unless their husband, and that's a still a law, well, unless,
1: off on it unless, and unless
0: at least two kids. Yes, yeah. Um, so I mean, and that's that's. So there are lots of different things that we now aren't thinking of. I mean, obviously, I see the sexual harassment in that, where he's touching her all the time, and hey, sweetie, would you go get this, or hey, would you wear this bikini? I mean, right now, I'm, actually, we laughed because Chad's like, oh, Julia would have punched him. Yeah, she would have. <laughs> you know. It and it would have hurt. Yeah. So the interesting experience, but like we talked on our phone call last night, mom, it seems like with every movement, there's, there's such a spectrum. There are the people that are, are, you could call it the extreme where they're very, very, you know, the, it's like, they go for the violence. They go to shake things up. And then you've got the people in the middle that are like, like us, where we're like, I like being a woman. Yes, I am different than a man. But however, if I'm doing the same job, I better get paid just as much. I am just as capable. I am, you know, I I am an individual. I have something to give. And then there is another group that feels very comfortable saying, you know what? You guys deal with all that. I'm just happy where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to deal with that. And um, I find that very interesting to think about now where the feminist movement is, I see a little bit more of that 1970s flair coming in where women are angry um, and fighting for those rights. And I think what they're seeing is the possibility of a slide back and they're kind of drawing a line in the sand. Um, What do you guys think about that?
2: I guess being being semi-retired myself, I'm not. I have to admit, I'm not around a lot of women in the working field, so I've probably lost a little uh, perspective on that. I know from back in the '50s and '60s when I grew up. Um, I think the generation was more naive. Um, along the lines of what you said, where people just were happy where they were, you know. Um, I would speak about my mom, grandma. Um, she raised children, didn't go to college, but I knew she always wanted to. She didn't drive either, did she? No, she didn't drive. Uh, well, she drove later in life, but oh, okay. after all the kids were gone and she couldn't get around <laughs> anymore. Um, <laughs> Then she finally learned how to drive. But um, my dad was um, not supportive of her going to school. She wanted to be a teacher. She ended up, after all the kids left home, being a uh, teacher's aide. But she loved teaching. She loved reading to kids and that kind of thing. But I never really, I mean, I think she would have liked to have done that, but I never heard her say you know i hate that i can't do that or i you know whatever Mm -hmm. i was the first one in the family to go to college and so it was always assumed i was going to go to college but i don't know um whether i don't think grandpa ever assumed i was going to work after i went to college um that's a very expensive experience (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, kind of like that. I don't know what he thought I was going to do with my college degree if if I wasn't going to work, but um, I think I got off the track of what you were talking about, but I, I was going, I was starting out with like the naivety, and I think mm-hmm. that was very true of that, of my generation, or at least of me, um, and then we became a little more aware of what other women were doing, and just felt comfortable going in that direction ourselves. Um, now I, I I do still hear from my husband that uh, he doesn't like the feminine movement. He is all for uh, equal pay, women working, doing what they wanted to do, He's I've never felt that he's held me back.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but I think he likes, he dislikes the unfeminine part of the movement, which I do too. You know, um, why do you have to be, why do you have to hate men in order to be yourself or, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, like I said, I've kind of lost track with women nowadays other than my own daughters. Um, but I still feel that we've made some progress as women in the equal pay, and um, you know, not staying home, um, that kind of thing. But I, I know, I'm sure there's still room to, to grow. So I'd hate to see it slipping back. But I also think everybody should be okay with the path everyone chooses.
0: Everyone has the choice to live the life that they want to live. Right. So right. Um, I remember growing up with you, you gave us, we, we had, we knew that as women, we could do whatever we wanted. That, that was something that you always mirrored for us. Cause you always worked. <clears throat> and that for us was a, I mean, it's like you could do what you want, do what you want to do. If this makes you happy, then do it. And um, so I think, though, in our family, you know, having me, Marianne, Kate, and then Michael, um, <clears throat> we were always, we always knew that we could do what we wanted. So you are a working mom and you put in just as many hours, if not more, than dad. Probably and more. yeah. <laughs> but you enjoyed your work yeah you know you enjoyed it it wasn't you didn't come home and like uh, you know like sometimes Chad will come home and just I work with idiots you know yeah Yeah. I I get it but um but you enjoyed your work and I watched you because not only did you work for others but you worked you had your own business um in our home so I watched that and I watched how you changed throughout the years, going to different places, whether it be in education or an office perspectives, which was your business, and so I watched that, so I had a strong role model of a woman who said, you go get what you want to do, and, and if it's stay at home, then do it. It was never, mm-hmm. you should do this and do that, mm-hmm. um, so for me, that was interesting, and then you had to have had some, well, experiences with, I mean, did you ever feel, were you ever harassed? I'm, I'm just, I've never talked to you about this, where, you know, and because you've worked in different situations. You mean sexual harassment? Sexual <laughs> harassment, or even just the fact that you were a woman, and, you know, you weren't taken seriously.
2: I wouldn't, uh, see, to me, and again, it's terminology, mm-hmm. harassment to me is something that's continual and constant, and, and, malicious kind of you know. Um, I would say during the early times of um, the ERA and now um, going on there were comments uh, by some people of oh you work Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Well how can you do that you know it, aren't your kids missing something with you not being there? And, you know, so there were comments about um, working. Um, there were some comments. <laughs> there were some comments about, well, um, you know, who's the head of your family? You know, uh, how does that work when you both work uh, who makes the decisions that kind of thing, so there occasionally were those kinds of questions um, in terms of sexual harassment, there were comments. I never had anything serious, and I suppose back then i'm i 'm not real sensitive to those kinds of things. I mean, if somebody says something, I just let it yeah they go, roll off, but I suppose there were a couple of times that I probably should have slapped somebody, um, you, you know, go, not for something that they did, but just for something that they said. Mm-hmm. Um, but other other than that, you know, I wouldn't say I had any really bad experiences, mm-hmm. but I think it's all in how you want to take it. Yeah. You know, if you let it roll off saying, you know, that's how they feel, so that's their problem you know, it's not, yeah. I'm not going
0: to let it hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Julia, what do you, do you feel like you've got any, I mean, how does that work with when you're on a college campus? I, I remember college and I remember it all being so very, and I'm using this word liberal. Because you, you're experimenting, that's, that's college. You know, I'm not using the, the political, it's just open and you're, you're experimenting. What, what are you feeling at the age of 20?
1: Well, I kind of, <clears throat> so what I grew up with is kind of different than what I think you guys grew up with in regards to feminism. So I grew up with like all the movies and the books where the girl saves herself, the princess doesn't need the man um, or the knight or whatever. So I grew up with that, and so that influenced me at a younger age, but I don't know if it influenced me completely in the right direction. I think it was almost overcorrecting, because then it kind of just, all of those those new films and all those new books kind of made it seem like the only way to be like a real woman, like that's wanting her own rights, blah, 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 is to be independent, is to be a working woman, is to go Mm -hmm. off and do your own thing. Um, and that's not the case. Like if I want to be a stay at home mom and not have a job that is completely valid as well. I still deserve equal rights, but all those shows and all those movies, it's like, if you are staying at home, you are falling into the patriarchal trap. Um, so even if you're following your own passion, it is seen as a negative, as if you are, you're still following for the patriarchy. Um, and I think that really influenced both what I am now as well as what I, how I was all throughout my childhood and throughout high school and middle school. Um, prom, I went to prom my junior year and I went with a bunch of my girlfriends and then one of them had an actual date. It was, it was very rare. We were all excited. But um, he drove up in his Mustang at my house and he was an extreme gentleman. And so he opened the car doors for us. But a couple of my friends were like, no, and they shut the doors, and then they opened it themselves. Because You're kidding they-
2: me. Oh. Mm.
1: because See, that's they- not,
0: that's cutting down. Ah.
1: Exactly, because they've been taught that they don't need a man to do things for them. But so then we have this dichotomy of girls who are grown up independent and guys oh. who we are trying to raise to be gentlemanlike and to be sweet and to be um, encouraging of women. But then we have this dichotomy because of that. Yeah. So, and that's what I grew up with was making sure you were independent and not relying on men. That's how you're supposed to be a feminist. That's how you're supposed to be um, a woman. But that's not really the case, in my opinion.
0: How did it How did it affect you? Because if you've seen that, and I totally see that with all the movies, looking back at, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just all these things, Ever After, and just all these movies that you really love, Disney. and. Um, but then to have a, a set of parents who live that differently because yes I, I work for myself yes I am you know I I am who I am and I joke that you know Dad wears the pants but I'm the one that controls the zipper so you know that's kind of the way that we work uh, yeah. but your dad is very much a gentleman very much a gentleman even to you I mean to everyone um, and that's the way we've raised the boys is to do that, and I find that very sad that some women feel that need to shut a man down because it really, I think men right now, and I know dad, this would be a conversation dad would love to join, but (laughs) men right now feel like, what, you know, if I put my hand, not put my hand, but if I put my hand out to be a gentleman, you get it slapped, but if you let them uh, don't help another woman, they get it slapped, that's hard. Men right yeah, now, and and watching that we've got boys that will, you know, ask girls out and and telling them, you know, I hear, I worry about that, mm-hmm. because it is such a different experience. Did you find that that was a problem? Did I- Being yeah. raised that way and then seeing all the other,
1: I don't think it was a and- problem because I saw them as two different years. <throat> um because I saw my family as some, but some people that are close to me, like I'm always going to have, this is always going to be the way I live. And these people are always going to be with me no matter what. Um, and I didn't, I obviously didn't have that connection outside of my house because I wasn't as close to people outside of the family. Once you live with 12 people, you get to know them a bit. So, um, it was a little different in that like sphere sense, but Um, It definitely, it showed me that you don't have to be completely independent to be a woman Um, because I agree that men should be racist gentlemen and they should, should open the car doors, not all the time, but they should have like the want to help other people like that which is how you raise the boys, and I saw that, and I knew that's what needed to happen in regards to men, but I also knew, okay, if that's what's happening, then I can't always be independent. Like, there has to be some give and take, and I don't think a lot of people realize that there's that give and take. They're all in extremes, and the same thing with the guys. It's either they are um, too emotional. There's something called a simp now. I don't know if you guys have heard that, but that is what um people on like social media will call a guy who is like overly attentive to a girl. Karen. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just being honest. Yeah. That... That's what they would call them because they and they don't use the word gentleman. It's a simp and it's looked down upon. If you are over attentive to a woman and it seems like like you're whipped essentially. Um and it's looked down upon. And but then what there's the other extreme where a guy doesn't care about a girl, or is just, you know, Using her. Bad. Yeah, using her, etc. Um, and then that's frowned upon. So then finding that middle is extremely difficult because you have to know um, how much attention to give her but then how much like it's Yeah, it's,
0: and,
1: and, and we've kind of created that through our media. And I'm not saying that I wish that we didn't have media that had strong female protagonists because I'm all for that my whole bookshelf is full of that yeah but at the same time it has kind of altered um how women or how people children high school view what they're supposed to be doing especially in regards to being a woman Um, Because again, it's that overcorrecting. We assume that in order to be the correct woman who is for equal rights, you have to have a job. You have to go to college. You you don't need a man to live your life. But then there are the other people that are like, but I I just want to get married and have kids. Mm -hmm. But then they're frowned upon because like, but that's what you're supposed to do. You can't do that. That's what they want you to do.
0: Yeah, that's, that, uh, it's so frustrating, and I, I can remember mom, you and dad telling us, "Ma'am, we are so glad we're not parents right now, right you know, now. yeah, and I can say, even though I'm a parent right now, and it is difficult, I'm so glad I'm not in the dating scene right now, yeah, like yeah, at Julia's yeah. age, um, <clears throat> because there are so many different <laughs> rules, They're just so many different rules and everyone gets offended. I hate that word. Everyone gets offended and, you know, about different things when um, I think where women can really shine because we're such nurturers and givers is that we should be able to say, I support you. I'm going to work because I'm going to do that. And and I'm an example of that. I was an at-home mom. Uh, Until, Julia, you were six months old, and my business was birthed mom in your living room. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, and it was, so um, I can look back, and when I tell people, you know, I was an at-home mom for at least four years, close to five years, with four kids, and I will tell you, the business was kind of a savior for me because I could not hack. It was such a difficult job. It is so difficult. And so when I hear people say, I'm just a stay-at-home mom, I'm like, dude, you're succeeding where I failed. I had to have something. It felt like I failed at it. And so why can't we say, go for it? You want to be an at-home mom, and you want to do all those incredible things with your kids fabulous. I support you in that. You want to start your own business? That's fabulous. I support you in that. You want to nurse? I support you in that. You want to use formula? I support you in that. You know, why can't we do that? Instead, it's, you know, um, I'm wearing a pussy hat because I have to make sure that everybody knows that I'm all for equal rights. No, I'm, I'm not, I am not judging women that do that because that's their right to say that, but I don't feel the need because I have one, I just don't need to show it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, I, I think that was interesting from the, the movie last night, too, was how uh, the women argued among themselves so much and, and really kind of fought each other's yep. um, perspective that should have shown them right there that they were going the wrong direction. That's um, true. Because they, what they were looking for, they weren't doing themselves. You know, the the idea of being able to do what they wanted to do for self-fulfillment, they were discouraging each other from doing that instead of supporting each other. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting. I hadn't thought about this, but when, um, uh, Julia brought up about movies um, from her generation. Um, I wish women would go back and watch a lot of the movies from the 50s because women were very different back then. But boy, if they had not fulfilled the roles that they did back then, even though they were the ones, I, I just happened to be watching How Green Was My Valley um, mm. yesterday. And Papa was the head of the household and uh, it was in Ireland. So um, all the six, six kids, I think, no, maybe they had more than that. But they had five boys, six, maybe seven kids in the family. And they all, you know, yes, sir, no, sir, that kind of thing. And mama served them dinner and made sure that they washed out in the backyard from coming in from the coal mines and stuff. Yeah. But boy, she ran that family. Um, and yes, she wasn't out working, but she was every bit um, and more the heart of the family. And mm-hmm. I see women miss the fact, women today miss the fact that even back then, the women drove everything. I mean, their, their roles may have been different, but we can do the same thing today in whatever role we choose because we have characteristics and qualities that are so different than a man. And if you lose those qualities, you're not going to be as effective in any role that you choose.
0: Amen. That's my mom. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I am like I am today. See, it's all your fault. That was good, Mom. That was good. Um, We have a few more minutes because Mom needs to go to work. (laughs) So much for being semi-retired, Mom. Yeah. But... Well, and speaking of the whole mom thing too, that is that um, the whole formal, it seemed very formal. Your generation to me seems very formal. Like you would call grandma mother. Now, yeah. Julia's laughing right now. I can see her because I cannot stand that name. They call me mother when they want to annoy me. And mm-hmm. I, it, because it's so formal, I, that, and I've seen uh, mommy dearest and I can't stand, she's like, Everybody, no wire hangers, you know. And they, they call her mother all the time. I hate that. I mm-hmm. like being called mom, mommy, madra, muti. They come up with different. I really like mama. Um, mm-hmm. You know, anything that's that's informal. But when they want to get my goat, they will call me mother. And Julia's mm-hmm. smirking. People can't see that, but we're we can see each other right now. But Julia's smirking, and so it is an interesting movement from very formal to well now you see people in walmart in pajamas i mean you yeah. would have seen
2: that in the 50s and less <laughs> and less yeah the people of walmart strange people so it is yes i'm from the generation that we dressed up to go to the airport yes you did like in we pearls did. and heels I mean, yeah yeah heels and everything the yeah. airport yeah
0: Mm-hmm. See, now I'm like, okay, if I'm going to the airport, I won't even wear a bra. <laughs> I, I And it's just, I mean, if I, if it's not, and it's pretty bad with me. I mean, it's, I'm not like, you can't tell it's, you know, pick those suckers back up, would you please? But, um, but yeah, it, it is an interesting thing. Julia, what do you think about that?
1: About the mother situation?
0: Yeah, because you don't, you don't, it, you feel more uh, informal, don't you think? Casual? Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't. I'm not a mother, so I can't vouch on that um, perspective. But it's definitely a lot less formal. I don't know if it's also just because I've grown up now, and at this point, I'm a lot less formal with my mom than.
0: Um, that don't is an understatement. People.
1: I don't know, but for <laughs> <laughs> the reason it happens.
0: Yeah, well, it's um, grandma's fault.
1: But there's like a lot of of banter and teasing. A lot of just it's a lot of informality um, in today's culture, but it's only in some families. Like there are still other families where it's extremely proper. Um, You can't cuss in front of your parents. You can't do this, this, and this, regardless of how old you are. So it does just depend on like what family you were born into and how that those parents were raised and how they want to run their family. Um, So definitely the fact that, the way that you were raised mom and the way that you and dad were raised and decided to run the family that's kind of what affected it um and brought it into being as informal as it is but other people who were raised differently or who potentially didn't see the feminist movement or all of the other things could definitely have a more proper um, formal family than we do, just because that's what they know, that's what they've grown up with, and that's um, how they feel like they should run their family.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it definitely depends on how you grew up.
0: Yeah, and I I count myself extremely lucky, because I had a wonderful childhood, two loving parents, a, a mother who taught us well, both my parents—I mean, mom and dad—both said you could do what you want to do. It wasn't that, but the example of a working mom and that she did what she wanted to do. You, Julia, are incredibly lucky because you have two really, really good parents who have taught <laughs> That's you. <not> a <laughs> so, um, so with our last few minutes, I wanted to ask both of you if you had um, women in front of you, if you were on a stage, don't get freaked out by this, but if you were on a stage and were um, asked to give one or two pieces of advice um, to your fellow women, it could be from, you know, Katie's age, eight years old on up to 80, you know, what what would you say regarding feminism or your thoughts for other women?
2: Mom, you wanna go first? I guess I would say to be proud of, of our feminine differences. Um, we bring a, a calm, a sense of nurturing, um, a softness, a positivity to the world. And if anything that you do um, discards any of, of those characteristics, I would, I would avoid it. I'm, I just, I, I would build upon your feminine, femininity, uh, rather than uh, discarding it Mm -hmm. or wanting to be just like, you know, the man on the other side. Right, right. That's awesome.
1: Julia? I would probably say, Follow your own path regardless of where it leads you because it was, it's your path um, and you are being called to it for a reason Um, and uh, regardless of where that path leads, it's your path Um, and so even if it is to be a a housewife um, and that's what you want to do, then go for it. It doesn't matter what anybody else is saying, it doesn't matter if people are assuming that you're just following um, the patriarchy or anything like that. Follow the path that you feel is right for you as opposed to the path that you feel everybody else wants to push you on.
0: I agree. I agree. I think I would add to that by saying, you know, if you choose to not get married, if you choose to get married and not have children, if you choose to Uh, you know, work, start your own business, whatever you may do, um, I want to say, go for it, do it, live it, you know, Um, and it's what I would tell you girls, too, to say that, that nothing can stop you, except for you, that's it, but I would want every woman to know, that they have this innate power inside of them and that light. And I think sometimes women diminish that light or they dim that light because they're afraid of, of standing out. And, uh, that's what we're meant to do. Mm -hmm. You know, what's the fun of being all in this one box. And I think labels is a big deal in our family. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. labeling is you, you don't, don't put a label on yourself, be who you are. So I think um, the, to, to finish that thought, it would be that I think that true feminism is standing in your own power and being totally unapologetic about it. That's what feminism is to me and what I would tell other women to do. So um, thank you guys for being with me. I had a lot of fun with that. Now I'll probably get fan mail for the two of you. but so that's it for today. And until next time, be bold, be you, be unapologetic. I love you guys. (laughs) Bye. Bye.